Giants training camp is underway. Eli Manning is optimistic. I want to go out there and make something special this year. And Odell Beckham is about to get paid. I anticipate that we'll be speaking with uh, his agents uh, sooner rather than later. Corner John Mara signaling that, yeah, it's time to make Beckham wealthy. And he sure looks healthy out there on the field. You guys see the Instagram videos. It's crazy. We've, we've seen the Instagram posts, yeah. We've been watching them all offseason. Welcome to the Sports Final Podcast. I'm John Chandler, and I'll keep my shirt on, unlike Odell and the Giants wide receivers. Welcome to this training camp edition of the Sports Final Pod from the Quest Diagnostics Training Center. So many topics to discuss with this Giants team as camp gets started, but let's start with the big one, the one that wears number 13, and yes, the one that sounds like he's about to get paid. Odell Beckham Jr. didn't speak to the media beyond some waves as he walked through the parking lot on day one. Sterling Shepard, though, had a lot to say, and it piqued our interest when Shep started talking about Odell Beckham looking more explosive than before. I mean, honestly, when I was out there watching him, so much more explosive to me. And uh, that's, that's me watching him before he got hurt and after. Uh, so much more explosive. And uh, he's just hungry, man. And you can just see that in his game and the way that he trains. He's always trained super hard. But, you know, training with him this last time was a, was a different animal, I feel like. I don't know. It's just like something in him. He's just hungry. He's ready to get out there and prove uh, to everybody that he still has it. And, uh, I mean, you, you guys see the Instagram videos. It's crazy. And to see it firsthand, it's wild. A more explosive Odell Beckham Jr. That is a tantalizing thought if you're the Giants and their fans. And, frankly, it's a terrifying thought if you're the rest of the NFL. Look, there's no way to tell on day one of camp if Odell has more explosiveness. But what we could garner from watching him out on the field is that he was doing everything normally. Cutting, catching drawing the attention and oohs and ahs of fans. It was all out there from Beckham. He was on the field for, I would say, about 50% of the team's drills on day one of camp. He did participate in some 11-on-11. There was a moment when it was quarterbacks throwing one-on-one to receivers and defensive backs. For those drills, which involved a lot of contact, Odell stood to the side, talked to some of his teammates, and mostly observed. And that's true with what Pat Shermer suggested uh, the plan would be with Odell going forward. He's been relatively vague about specifics for this plan beyond simply saying that they're going to play it smart with Odell. He thinks he has no reservations putting him out there and testing that ankle uh, that kept him out for most of last season. But they're going to be careful, and they have good reason to be careful. And that just seems to be good business sense for this team. And business is the operative word because it looks like they are on the business side of things heading in the right direction. John Mara strolled out to talk to reporters and, of course, was hit right away with the question, where are contract negotiations? Where does that stand with Beckham? And he did not shy away from the fact that, in fact, he broke a little bit of news with the fact that he said that negotiations were about to start. They hadn't yet, but that sooner rather than later, Mara thought they would start talking contract, and you get the sense that it's going to start moving in the right direction now. You know, I think Odell personally is moving in the right direction. Uh, I think he's come in here with a good attitude, showed up uh, yesterday with a smile on his face and uh, worked hard, and I think he's ready to go. I think he's ready to have a great season, and uh, we're ready for him to have a great season. You going to negotiate for him? Is that, uh, let's, let's, let's have that negotiation. Yeah, let's have that negotiation. We obviously want him to be a giant for a long time, and we hope to be able to come to some agreement with him. Are you prepared to make him the highest paid receiver in the <laughs> I'm not going to negotiate that uh, publicly, but uh, uh, obviously, um, you know, 
uh, we know what it's going to take. We think we know what it's going to take to sign them, and we'll see. We'll see if they agree. I think John Mayer has been paying attention to Odell Beckham's Instagram account, like the rest of us, and I think Odell is quite aware that everybody's looking at that and sees how dedicated he is. Image is everything, and work ethic is everything, and at the end of the day, we're going to see it on the field from Beckham. That's where he's going to get paid, and it looks like it's trending in that direction. But being on time in camp, I think ultimately that's what really set this rolling in the right direction, and Mara alluded to that. And this is all great news for Eli Manning. He's going into his 15th training camp in his 15th NFL season. Says he feels as good as he has in any of those 15 years. Well, we know this. He has as much talent around him as he has in any of those 15 years with the draft of Saquon Barkley, Will Hernandez. Don't sleep on that draft pick. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But let's talk about the pressure that Eli Manning is feeling going into his 15th season. With a lot of talent around him on offense, he feels the chance to do something special this year. You know, I am. I, I'm excited about the, this team and, and the opportunities we have ahead of us. Uh, you know, excited about the guys um, who, are, who are, yeah, on, on this offense and uh, the receivers, of, you know, the offensive line, the playmakers that we have, running backs. So, uh, you know, I look forward to getting to work and making sure, um, you know, we got to, we got to, you know, there's there's some good names and on paper it looks good, but we got to make sure. Uh, we're doing what we need to be doing on the field. You know, there's always uh, in the quarterback. I think there's always um, uh, expectations, and, and that hey, I, you know, no one, no one uh, uh, has higher expectations than I do for myself and this team and what what we want to do. So, you know, hey, I I, uh, I see I see uh, the talent there. You never know. Um, you know, when's going to be that opportunity, or when? What's that special team where you can make something, uh, make it a special season? And so uh, you don't know. You know when that opportunity is going to come and how many more you have. So you, you try to make, make the most of it each and every year. So um, I don't think pressure is the right word to use, but I think, uh, you know, uh, you know, want to go out there and make something special this year. Saquon Barkley might be the biggest key to that success, and Eli has been quite impressed with Barkley so far. Well, I've been, been impressed with Saquon, just, um, you know, just his pro professionalism just right off the get-go. I, th I think he's done a good job, um, you know, just coming in, uh, you know, studying the playbook, knowing his stuff. Uh, having questions, um, you know, just being being dialed into everything that uh, he's supposed to be doing, and uh, so I've been been impressed in that in that uh, situation, and uh, also just uh, obviously his on the field stuff um, is impressive. He's you know make plays and, and you know no pads on or anything yet, but just catching the football, uh, being an athlete, um, and then you know excited to get the pads on and, and see what he can do. We can talk all we want though about the wide receivers and about Saquon Barkley. And how good he looks. At the end of the day, this team needed to rebuild its offensive line. None of that is working without an offensive line that can give them time and open up holes for the running backs. And that was, I think, the most important thing that the Giants did this offseason. Yeah, drafting Saquon Barkley is nice. And getting Odell Beckham back on the right track and ultimately getting him happy with his contract, that, that makes a lot of sense. But Nate Solder is a huge acquisition for this team to shore up the offensive line. And Will Hernandez looks like, and they haven't played it down yet, but Will Hernandez looks like a strong pick out of the second round. Just listen to Olivier Vernon. You just, you can tell. You know, I, I've been around a little while, so I can tell when, you know, someone comes in, uh, his demeanor, you know, uh, that's what you look for, you know, when you come in, you know, playing a, a O-line, a defensive line, you know, is you ever have a different mentality, so... You know, you can see that in him, and uh, I like it. 
did his attitude take some of the veterans on defense by surprise a little bit in, in OTAs? Um, uh, I mean, just you you appreciate stuff like that, you know, because you know you're not supposed to be uh all good and jolly, you know, playing offensive defensive line. You know, he's supposed to have a little edge to you, he's supposed to have a little attitude to you. So, you know, it's, it's refreshing when you see, you know, a young cat coming in into the league and, you know, having that about himself. So. Hernandez has already gotten into like five fights, as Eli Manning notes, and the quarterback says he loves it. I think a lot of people are going to be pleased with the way that Will Hernandez plays. Of course, he hasn't played it down yet, so we need to see how he transitions into an actual game. But it seems like the work ethic, the attitude is there, the grittiness is there. He got a potential big-time player in that offensive line in Will Hernandez, a tone setter, if you will. Something needed to be done on this offensive line. And to hear it from the Giants' owner, I thought was pretty startling uh, on day one of training camp. John Mara said he felt like they needed to address the offensive line as he interviewed Dave Gettleman and Pat Shermer for the jobs they eventually took here. That's kind of what we were looking for. I think that's really something that we have missed for a long time. When we had that success in 07 and 11, it was a a tough, uh, prideful group of offensive linemen that hung out together, that really cared about whether we won or lost, and, and, and really um, set the tone for the rest of the team. And, and, they, and they were the toughest guys that we had on the team. And I think we kind of got away from that, to be honest with you. And uh, I think in Will Hernandez, we see that type of uh, personality. Now, again, he hasn't played it down, but um, certainly we like what we've seen so far. Well, John Mara said he was blindsided by 3-13 and last year. He sounds very optimistic this year, although he admits he was optimistic this time last year as well. He was kind of buying into some of the playoff talk and the predictions, though he thought Super Bowl was stretching it a little, but he felt like the Giants under Ben McAdoo last year should have been a team that returned to the playoffs, and he was absolutely, absolutely blindsided, as most of us, I think, were by 3-13. and Said he hasn't forgotten about it, probably will never forget about it, didn't sleep for a long time after it. And maybe that's a good thing going forward to keep this Giants team on the right track. Are the Giants on the right track? We had a chance to sit down with Peter King, now exclusively with NBC Sports. He joined Bruce Beck in the Sports Final Studio. On that note, it's a pleasure to welcome Peter into the Sports Final Spotlight. <laughs> welcome, my friend. Thanks, welcome Bruce. to NBC officially. Oh, thanks a lot. It's great to be here. Great people here. I couldn't be happier. You've been here for a number of years, over a decade. How special is it to kind of do everything here? Bruce, I think the best thing for me is that I've been here already for 12 years part-time. To come full-time is really uh, kind of completing the circle. And one of the reasons why I did this is because the people I've worked here, from Mark Lazarus to Sam Flood to Rick Cordella, have always made me feel really important and wanted. So it's an easy transition for me. So what's in your first column on Monday? Well, I went out to that American Century Championship, you know, the golf tournament in Tahoe, uh, and I spent some time with Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's got a lot going on in his life, but <laughs> we ended up talking about two things that would really surprise you. Number one, talking about he swam with the sharks oh my. In sh for Shark Week this year. And, you know, it's always been, he's always been petrified of sharks, so he talked about that, talked about how terrified he was. And this guy had a 90-minute audience with the Dalai Lama in India. 
and we had a long talk That's about that. But too. but anyway, so he's he's at the top of the column. Probably what most people locally will focus on is I I've got a long section in there on Ben McAdoo, uh, and basically what he learned in his two years as the Giants head coach. And we know it didn't end well. It did not end well. And we know, I mean, Paul Schwartz last week in the Post wrote some really revealing stuff uh, in which McAdoo was very outspoken about a lot of things. He's a little bit more introspective in my piece uh, in, on Monday, but I think people will like the fact that he comes through it and really addresses the Eli Manning controversy. And Bruce? No regrets about what he did with Eli. He said he was trying to do what was best for the franchise. It just didn't come out well. It did not come out well. And he said to me at one point, he goes, Peter, he said, I got to work on my bedside man. Yes, there's no, there's no doubt about that. All right, let's talk a little Giants. Odell Beckham Jr., does he get a new contract before the season begins? I think he probably does, Bruce, because I think it's going to be very hard for him. <clears throat> excuse me. It's going to be very hard for him to go out risking life and limb without getting some guarantees, you know, going forward into the new season. So, yeah, I think he's going to get a deal done before opening day. How paramount is it to the success of the Giants this year, in your opinion? There's no question last year that when Beckham went down and they had to rely too much on Evan Ingram really to be the everything guy, Evan Ingram needs to be a complete tight end, a blocker and a receiver. They need Shepard and they need Beckham to catch the ball and they need to pound it with their new running back, Saquon Barkley. My opinion, Bruce, they absolutely need a peak Odell Beckham Jr. to be a 10-win team. Do you think Saquon Barkley can be a all-world running back? No question he can. I didn't love the pick because the last few years, down-the-line running backs have been the dominant running backs. I mean, okay, you've got Ezekiel Elliott, you know, you've got Todd Gurley, but an awful lot of good players. Last year, Kareem Hunt, the 86th pick in the draft, wins a rushing title. But let's focus on Barkley. One of the things that's great about Barkley is that I had a scout before this draft this year say that he is the best running back that I've seen catch the ball out of the backfield in years. Sean Payton told me, best running back prospect in 25 years. Bruce, there's no reason why he shouldn't be a thousand yard back his first year. So where does that put Eli this year? Because he's got a better offensive line, now he's got Barkley, and hopefully he's got a healthy Beckham. I mean, Eli Manning, he's going to be 37 this year. If he doesn't play well, if those guys stay healthy and Eli doesn't play well, that's, that bodes very badly for Eli Manning. But he should play well with that supporting cast. I'll just say this, Bruce. Since he last won a Super Bowl, Eli has not played very well. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But Eli Manning is not going to have anything to fall back on like, hey, I didn't have this, I didn't have that. He's going to have everything this year. And he's got the left tackle. Too. And he's got the left tackle, Nate Solder. So to me, Bruce, he's, there's no, there are no excuses for Eli Manning this is year. Is Pat Shermer the right guy to work with Eli Manning and with this Giants team? You talked about the last coach. Did they yeah. bring a professional in here? Here's the thing about, about Pat Shermer, at least in my opinion. Bruce, he's tough. That's one of the things, if you ask Mike Zimmer in Minnesota, I was around the Vikings a lot last year, and I said, hey, Shermer's probably getting another chance. What do you think? 
And Zimmer goes, now this guy's tough. He's tough with his, with his guys. He has Case Keenum. He loved him, the quarterback in Minnesota last year. This is the right man for the job now. What about the quarterback with the New York Jets, Sam Darnold? I'm not talking about right away, but do you think he's going to be a quarterback, could be the franchise quarterback for this team? Fifteen years ago, the Cincinnati Bengals did a very smart guy with a high first-round pick out of USC, Carson Palmer. He had a redshirt year, total redshirt year, 2003, I think it was. So now you look at Sam Darnold. To me, the biggest mistake the Jets could make with really not many pieces in place on offense, Bruce, the biggest mistake they could make is to say, hey, he had a great camp. Let's put him in there. This should be Josh McCown's team or maybe Teddy Bridgewater for the vast majority of this year. Let Sam Darnold percolate. Let him learn. Don't force him in there early. Didn't Dan Marino take over game eight or game nine of his first year? Yeah, but Dan Marino's a top 10 quarterback of all time. I, I still think the best thing for Sam Darnold is to sit. What about Todd Bowles, his coach? When you look at him, is this a year where he's under the microscope? Or Todd Bowles? He, we don't really know what to expect. Look, Todd Bowles, I think, he, he knows, everybody knows. They've got to show a lot of progress this year, or else I think both he you know, and the GM, coach and GM, could both be out. If they have a four-win season this year, fans are going to be screaming for new, fresh blood, and it's going to be hard not to do that. But in my opinion, I think Todd Bowles has his finger on the pulse of this team. I like him as an NFL head coach. By the way, he's the longest tenured coach or manager. You were in telling New York. me that. that three that's, plus years. That's that's absolutely crazy. Why would you want to everybody coach just here? got here about three weeks ago? Final question. What about the league and the Philadelphia Eagles? Are they good enough? Could they be better with Wentz than they were a year ago? Look, I think the smartest thing that they did this offseason is not trade or not do anything with Nick Foles except bring him back. Because you got Nick Foles to be an insurance policy. You needed that insurance policy last year, and he came through in spades. So now you're not even positive. I asked Doug Peterson last week at the uh, golf tournament in Tahoe, I said, is Carson Wentz going to be ready opening day? He said, I honestly don't know. I'm leaving it to my medical people. And Bruce, just remember this. At the time Carson Wentz got hurt, the Eagles said it's a 9- to 12-month rehab. Opening night, Thursday, September 6th, on NBC, by the way, opening night will be one week <laughs> short of nine months. So there's no way I'm getting rid of Nick Foles and saying, hey, Nate Sudfeld, you've, you've never done anything in the NFL. This is your team until Wentz is ready. I keep Foles. Hey, we got to run. You know that terminology. Great to be with you. And Thanks, we Bruce. You Anytime. Have me again. That's great. Peter's column on Monday mornings was must read at the MMQB and Sports Illustrated. And now here at NBC Sports, it will definitely be must read every Monday morning. You can't live without it during the football season. All right, thanks for the listen here on the Sports Final Podcast. Much more to come from training camp, both Giants and Jets here on the pod in the future. Until then, from East Rutherford, I'm John Chandler, and this is the Sports Final Podcast.